Well, I was uh, doing some continuing education this week, and I was, uh, it was an online webinar and preaching, and the speaker who was teaching this class said that if pastors want to connect with uh, their listeners today, that they need to understand that people in general in our culture are not looking for truth. They are looking for happiness. And it's not enough to tell the listener that something is true. They want to know, will this make me happy? And whether or not you agree with that statement or how, how you prioritize the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of truth in your own life, I, I believe that it is true that we all want to be happy. Uh, no one wants to live a miserable life. I've never heard of anyone who, you know, seeks out that perfect spouse that's going to make them miserable for the rest of their life. I've never heard anyone say, you know, I'm going to pursue a degree in teaching because I really don't like children all that well, and that seems like the most miserable way to spend the 40 years of my career. Um, the desire to be happy is something that all people have in common. Uh, we long for happiness for ourselves, for our children, our grandchildren, our families, and this longing is not a bad thing. Uh, it's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be happy. Jesus prayed that we would be filled with his joy. Where we tend to get off track, though, is in the ways that we pursue happiness. Um, and in that way, I don't think that we are that much different in our culture and people today from the people that Solomon was writing to in the book of Proverbs. It's a whole book about people who pursue happiness in foolish ways and pay the price. And then on the flip side, people who find happiness as a byproduct of living their life wisely. Proverbs has the prescription, the cure for unhappiness. And the prescription that Solomon gives is wisdom. Uh, Solomon says in Proverbs 3.13, and this is our memory verse if you want to read it with me. Proverbs 3.13, happy are those who find wisdom and those who gain understanding. Proverbs 3.13. We're continuing our message series this morning on the book of Proverbs, and Proverbs just has an immense amount of practical guidance on how to be both happy and to live a life that honors God. And I really uh, encourage you to read that during this series to kind of get into it. You're, you know, if you didn't start last week, it's not too late to start now. And because there's just so many great insights in there that I, I can't cover it all in four weeks series. So today we're going to talk about how to gain wisdom. Those who find wisdom are happy. But the benefits of wisdom go far beyond mere happiness. Um, Solomon goes on in that same verse, Proverbs 3.13, this version says blessed instead of happy, but it says blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she's more profitable than silver and yields a better return than gold. She's more precious than rubies, Nothing you desire can compare with her. So if you've sang that song before, it comes right here from Proverbs. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches. 
So it's almost as if wisdom walks up to you, and in her right hand, she hands you a ticket to a long life, and in her left hand, she has riches and honor. And, uh, you know, you'd be a fool not to uh, say yes to that. It goes on to say, her ways are pleasant ways, and all of her paths are peace. You need more peace in your life? She's a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. Before we really get into this, I just want to ask a question. Are you tired of chasing that elusive thing called happiness? Are you, are you tired of looking for happiness and finding just fleeting moments of it? Well, what we really need is the kind of happiness and the life that comes from living wisely, from, from having wisdom. There's a happiness that comes from not having to repair broken relationships over and over because of hurtful words. There's a happiness that comes from living in such a way that you give a foundation to your children and grandchildren to live happily. There's a happiness that comes from doing the right thing even when it hurts or costs you something. There's a happiness that comes from having money left at the end of the month. Amen? There's a happiness that comes at the end of the day when you're able to look back at your day and not have any regret. And it comes from having wisdom. And that's why Solomon urges us in Proverbs 4, 7, get wisdom. Get it whatever the cost. Get understanding. So how do we gain wisdom? Uh, if you want to go ahead and pull out your message notes, we're going to look at four essentials. To, to growing in wisdom. And the first one is pray. Ask God for wisdom. God is the source of wisdom. When Solomon became king, uh, followed in his dad's steps, King David, uh, after King David died, Solomon was put in charge of this kingdom. He was a young man, and he knew that he didn't have the wisdom that he needed to lead the whole Israelite nation. And so he went up to Gibeah, which is where the tabernacle was at the time, and he offered a thousand sacrifices to God. And during that night, God came to him and appeared to him, and he said, ask me whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. So Solomon could have money, he could have fame, he could have uh, whatever he wanted. And he asked for wisdom. And God was pleased with that, and he gave him wisdom. Solomon knew that the source of wisdom was God. He knew that he didn't have the wisdom that he needed to lead his people well, and so he asked God for it. In Proverbs 2, 6, we, he writes, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And you see this uh, all through Proverbs and, and then into the New Testament. In James 1.5, James writes, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Ask. Uh, God created everything. And it's so important to understand that our universe is not a random universe without order or purpose um, when you have God's wisdom, you have knowledge and insight about how life really works. Uh, insight that only God can give you because he's the one that created you. He knows how you're uniquely wired. 
He knows how he's created the world to work and designed it. And he's the one that put it together, so ask God. And then the second thing is to study God's word and be humbly teachable. I think this is one of my points about every other week, to study God's word. The better you know scripture, the the more you know scripture, um, the better life goes. Like we were just talking about, God designed it all, and, and he's put it there, and God's word is the greatest source of wisdom and guidance. Um, so what does the Bible have to say about your situation? Do you have a situation right now in your life that, you know, you need some guidance on it? <clears throat> You're not sure what to do, what direction to take. You're uncertain about this or that or, or uh, confused. God's word has the wisdom that you need. Go to God's word. What does the Bible say about it? And, you know, I think most of the time we already know um, what we're supposed to do, what the Bible says, but we don't want to do it because it's hard, it's difficult, it's going to be costly or something. And so we keep praying, God, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Well, I already told you what to do. Well, what else do you want me to do? You know, give me something a little easier. But And... Um, the wise are lifelong learners. The wise just keep learning. And God gives us wisdom, but we gain wisdom as we increase in knowledge and grow in understanding. Proverbs 9.9 9 says, Instruct the wise, and they'll be wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning. So <clears throat> God gives you wisdom, but as you... Uh, read his word as you are instructed. You gain wisdom and grow in, in wisdom. And when we are humbly teachable, when, then we begin to open ourselves up to new ideas and new insights about our life situation. Uh, we're able to see a way forward that maybe we hadn't seen before as we go to God and as we seek him and as we read his word. And you know, it's important to study God's word but, but sometimes there are situations in our life that aren't addressed specifically in the Bible. And in those circumstances, in those cases, then we need God to speak to us in other ways. Um, and as you think about that life situation that uh, maybe you're not sure what you're supposed to be doing about right now, are there people that you can learn from? Maybe you know somebody who's gone through that, been there, done that, and they came through it well. Seek them out. Don't go to somebody who's been there, done that, been there, done that, been there, done that, been there, done that, <laughs> over and over again, and they're going to be there and do it again, you know. Don't go to somebody that you just want to commiserate with you because you know they'll understand. Go to somebody who's been through it, had the wisdom to do it, and get through it well. Um, and then are there resources that you need to seek out to help you make that decision? Is there a book you could read? Is there a class you could take? A seminar? Is there some kind of a structured program like Weight Watchers or a 12-step program that would help? Proverbs 11:2 says, "When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. When we're too proud to get help, then we end up in a mess. But when we are humble, take on that position of a learner, then." Um, we find growth and we find the answers we need. So be humbly teachable.
And then number three, persevere in doing the next right thing. You don't become wise overnight. You gain wisdom over time and through experience, right? Uh, maybe you make a mistake, you do it wrong, you fail, and you learn from that. And you get wiser about it. You don't keep uh, driving off the edge of the road when you back out of your driveway without your mirrors or whatever, you know. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. So the more you practice doing the right thing and living the way that Jesus lived, the more wise you become. And the road ahead of you, the path ahead of you that you should take, it'll become more and more evident, easier to find. The more you learn of God's ways and the way that Jesus lived his life, it's easier to see the way that you should live your life and the path that you should take. Um, Jesus tells a story in Matthew 7. He, he tells a story about two builders, one who built their house on the sand and one who built their house on the rock. Anybody remember that story? But it happened that a great storm came, and the streams rose and the winds blew on both of those houses, and the one that had been built on the rock stood. It was impervious to the storm because of its foundation. But the one that had been built on the sand fell with a great crash. And Jesus told his listeners, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. Sounds like something from Proverbs, uh, wise and the foolish. And, and it's obvious that Jesus wants people to choose wisely, to build on the rock and put his teaching into practice in every area of their life. Um, every choice that we make, whether it's wise or foolish, every choice we make, wise or foolish, is building a life. What you do today directly affects your future. And of course, some choices have a greater impact than others. But the life that you're going to have down the road is the outcome of the choices that you make today. Every choice, whether it's wise or foolish, is building a life. Wisdom connects the dots between our present actions and our future. You know, I talk to people and they say things to me like, I just don't understand how that happened. And I'm thinking, I think you do. <laughs> Everyone else saw that coming. <laughs> how could you not, you know? Uh, several years ago, I, <clears throat> there was a couple in our church that I, I was serving and they were struggling in their marriage because the husband had an addiction to gambling. And he had promised his wife he would never gamble again. And he called me up one day. He asked if he could stop by to see me. And I, I said, yeah. And, and he came over, and he was just in distress. He said, I've gambled away my whole paycheck, and I don't know how to tell my wife. And then he said, I never should have taken the highway past the casino on my way home from work. 
He went out of his way, his normal route, to drive past the casino, and it sucked him in. Wisdom is being able to connect the dots between your present actions and your future. What do you want to be true of your life? What do you want to be true of your marriage? What do you want to be true of your relationship with your children, their relationship with Jesus Christ, um, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years down the road? And then are you making the choices now that will take your life in that direction? Jesus said to build your life on his words is wise. Uh, teach them to your children, teach them to your grandchildren, help them gain wisdom. And I'm going to say more about that next week. We're going to talk about how to make wise choices. But that leads us to the last point, and that's number four. Stay connected to Jesus. You'll never be truly happy or truly wise apart from Jesus Christ. In Colossians 2, 2 and 3, Paul says, my goal is that they, the people that he was uh, ministering to, may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding. There's, there really are riches in understanding and in knowledge. And in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Jesus Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You know, there's a, a trend recently, um, you might have seen some of the billboards and things, for people to hire life coaches. And uh, a life coach is someone who is trained to come alongside you for a substantial fee um, and help you make decisions about the direction of your life so that you don't get to the end of your life and discover, gee, I wasted my life. This is somebody that's going to help you to live your life well, to build on your strengths and to live the life, uh, the best possible life. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but there's no better coach than Jesus Christ. Uh, in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. To have Jesus is to have a life coach and so much more. He will be there for you 24-7. Uh, and his guidance is perfectly correct for your life because he created you. He knows you completely. He knows everything about you. And um, there is no one who loves you and cares for you like he does. There's no one who wants more than he does for you to be happy. And if you'll turn to him and let him direct and lead your life, be the Lord of your life, he will bring you through every difficulty, through every trial. And you know, he'll not only point you the way through it, like a life coach might, he'll walk through it with you. He will be right there with you every second. And he will give you the strength and the wisdom that you need every step of the way. And you know, if you've never taken that step to ask Jesus Christ into your life, I would encourage you to do that. Let's pray together. Well, in God, we, we know that um, everything comes from you. 
And we know that you're the source of every wise choice we'll ever make. And we, we just ask that you give us hearts, God, that are always open to learning about you, learning your ways, seeking more of you. And we pray, I pray for every person here, God. I don't, I don't know what direction they need or they're facing or questions they have, um, but you do. And I pray for your wisdom for them. I, I ask God that this week you'll open a door, that you'll point uh, the direction they should go, that you'll say, turn this way, or you'll say, um, go this way, but that they'll know it's you and that they'll um, understand, God, that you can lead their life, that you want to, and that you're there to help them. I pray that you'll just light the path, that it'll be very evident. Whatever the need, God, I, I pray for people this morning. And we pray for this church, God. Show us the way forward. Give us your wisdom. Uh, we're looking to you. We're leaning into you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Amen.